is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, uh, and Derek Eagleton. You all right there? I'm good. You're good? I'm good. You go. good? Welcome to The Break. I'm not hosting, <laughs> but I'll try it here. It's a special week okay. today. The Cowboys are fighting for the NFC's title this weekend. A very important game, as Garrett mentioned as he walked by some halls down here. He's focused, He's focused. on this weekend and trying to get a win over there in Philadelphia. Now, let's start off with figuring out which guys are going to be available for this game about, that he can about utilize. the guy? Dak Prescott. What's How he, is he doing? I don't know, Dave. You didn't. He's yeah. throwing in practice. Was he? Mm-hmm. He was throwing out there when the media was. Yeah, he was. I mean, How'd so, he look? soft toss. Um, he looked like a guy with a bum shoulder. Honestly, that's yeah, it's concerning. It I, I mean, but I'm sure he's not going to be making much effort. Right, today. he was, he was not throwing routes. I don't want to give anybody the wrong idea. He was playing he was playing toss with John Kitna and and running some you know throwing some you know not even routes but just kind of you know like yeah, throwing screen routes. And, catch. But I just you know they went through it where all of the quarterbacks it's kind of like a practice rep where you take the snap, fake the toss, and throw the. Uh, Throw the wide receiver bubble screen. So what? Twelve yards. Yeah. You know, not downfield, out to the sideline. Clayton Thorson, Cooper Rush both threw it overhand, and Dak kind of did the little sidearm thing. And I was like, that's not encouraging. That you're changing your motion for such a basic throw. Uh, I don't know what it means. I still think he's going to play, but I think he's going to do so in some significant discomfort. Yeah. Well, yesterday you broke down the Eagles' defense, and we know he's going to be playing in the game this weekend, but based on what we've been seeing and hearing this week, what is your level of concern as far as Dak Prescott in that game? Well, that's, I mean, do we know he's going to play? You're you're kind of joking, but you're sort of saying you think maybe well, Cooper Rush they, will play in this game. Well, the way they've been speaking, it sounds like he is going to play. Yes, true, but... Was Garrett asked? I didn't even hear this part. Was he asked at any point today about Clayton Thorson? I don't believe so. No, I think we'll we'll get a good indication on where they are if nothing happens with the third quarterback. If you don't bring a third quarterback to the game and and sign them, you have to sign them by tomorrow, right? Yes. You can't just bring them on. You got to sign them to your fifty three by Saturday afternoon. So if they don't do that at all, then that I, is a good indicator. Yeah, that, that how they feel about Dak, but I. I I just can't imagine why you wouldn't do that. Why you wouldn't bring a guy to the to the game. I mean, you, you should have three quarterbacks. Yeah, and and you're going to have a you know backup guard or tackle or somebody that that you won't you know safety. You had three quarterbacks last year when Dak was completely healthy. They take Thorson to road games anyway. All they have to do is sign some paperwork. Let's do it. But I it makes sense. I mean, Randall Cobb could do it, yeah. but I don't know about that. You know, I think if it gets to Thorson or it gets to Cobb or even if, 
maybe if it gets to Cooper Rush, but I, I have a little bit more confidence in, in Cooper Rush that, that he could, you know, function with the offense and, you know, that they can move the ball and all that. But I think the level of concern is growing, you know, with each day that he doesn't fully practice. And to say that it's the biggest game of the year and your starting quarterback did not fully practice in any of the three days, uh, yeah, it's got to be a concern. Now, there has been several veteran guys that have had a limited practice this week. So let's just kind of get out of the way the whole inactives list and figure that out. Okay. Um, Well, really encouraging news today from Jason is that Tyron Smith was fine at practice and didn't even need the eye shield that they were going to give him. So it's a good sign. Um, Who else? The two linebackers are the big ones. Um, Sean Lee's not going to do a lot of practice today, but... Keep in mind that he usually doesn't. That's a that's a purposeful decision. Joe Thomas probably be limited today. I said, yeah, I think they're both going to play. Think Joe will play. I think they'll both play. They they obviously signed Malcolm Smith um, to be ready in this game, but remember Luke Gifford was also like Gifford's spot was what Malcolm Smith more or less took, yeah, and Joe Thomas was active anyways yeah, so. Let's just look at let's just look at the inactives, I guess, on on who we're trying to get down, right? Mm-hmm. So Devin Smith, Devin Smith, Tristan Hill, yep, uh, Brandon Knight, one of those safeties, uh, Josh Jones, see Josh Jones, okay, I'll give you that. Um, Joe Jackson, yeah, the, the, I guess. You know the issue too is is if they do take a third quarterback, you know, you're gonna have to. But he really wouldn't be one of the inactive guys. I mean, it would be wouldn't make sense to sign him and have him be inactive, right? Yeah. So it would be it'd be well. The only reason you would do that is if you because you have to sign him by Saturday. So you do sign him just by Saturday, and, the, then, and then on Sunday you're like on okay. the off chance like you'll have a good idea. Yeah, like he Dak's feeling great, like he's yeah. good to go. Like let's then let's don't you know. I still would put him in uniform, though. I kind of wish they had that rule back of the third quarterback, you know, could be inactive. Yeah. But then he also could play if you needed to. And I kind of like the strategy of it where you're like, you got to make up your mind. Like, do you need this guy or do you not need this guy? Yeah. Although, I mean, it is an, it's an outdated rule. They need, I mean, the roster needs to be bigger, and yeah. I don't really get why guys have to be inactive in the first place. Well, and then as far as Michael Bennett, is he? Bennett's he fine. should be fine. All of the, I really, I mean, other than Dak, I really think all of the like real injury concerns. Uh, and obviously, we forgot about Leighton Van Der Esch. He'll be inactive. Yeah, uh, he won't play. But other than that, I think. I mean, Joe Thomas is the biggest question mark, and I would guess that last inactive. If Joe can't go, he'd be down. And if he can, then maybe you'd sit Malcolm Smith down. He just got here on Wednesday anyway, so. That's about it. I mean, I think it'll be mainly healthy guys that are inactive for this game, with Leighton being the big exception. Yeah, I mean, we have a story on our website right now, I think, with the headline that says, good to go, which is exactly the, the quote that Dak said yesterday, that he's good to go. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't really, I don't have a ton of doubt that he's going to play. Like, Dak thinks he's going to play. All of his teammates think he's going to play. Well, what does good to go mean? Good to go means good enough to play. Sure, of course. But it doesn't mean good to go to be good. Did you hear Antoine Woods' quote uh, from, like, Monday night, I think it was? <laughs> we talked to him real briefly in the locker room, and they were like, yeah, but... You feeling you feeling healthy? Like you feel all right? He was like, definitely not healthy, but I feel great. And everybody was like, 
what does that mean? He's like, it's football season. I'm not, nobody's healthy, but I feel great. And yeah. I'm like, that's kind of what it is around this time of year. Yeah. I think that's what good to go means is Dak Prescott is not going to feel good on Sunday, but I think he's going to play. He will. But he's, he's going to be good to go. He's, he's he will gonna if go. he's got an NFC East hat on the way back. Absolutely. <laughs> and Speaking that's, of. That's why he'll play, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I did, what, what, what did Dak say yesterday? He was like, I can't imagine not playing in a game. I don't want to think about what it would take to keep me out of it, meaning it would have to be life-threatening. Yeah. Well, especially with the playoffs being on the line right now. Well, the the question, though, that the Cowboys are going to have to figure out is that as as great as Dak is and as as much of a better player than he is than Cooper Rush, is he going to be better on Sunday? It, can he function? Can he make all, all the throws? Can he make some of the throws? As weird as it sounds, is Cooper Rush going to be a better option? It may not to be to start the game, but if we find out that okay, the pain's wearing off, and the, the medic, you know, the meds that he took is wearing off, and all that is, and he's not able to function, they're going to have to make that call, and that's not something that Jason Garrett typically has been good at, uh, as far as now that is true, loyal. To your guys, and this is my guys, and then all of a sudden be like, man, you don't have it today. You know, every starting pitcher gets taken out at yeah. some point, and I just wonder if they'll do that. If it's like, we got to be smart here. You can't make the simple twenty-eight yard pass over the middle. Which, well, I asked Jason today. I was like, if he's not going to throw much today, at some point you have to get a, get a good idea of what he can do. Like whether yeah. it's tomorrow in a you know a walkthrough setting or Sunday at the stadium, like. You have to watch him throw to get an idea of what he can and can't do, can't you? I mean, like, isn't you have to do that? And obviously, he's not really going to answer the question. But he, well, he was like, "We'll we'll have a good idea of what he's capable of by Sunday." And I was like, "Cool, thank you for the very specific answer." So he's going to break something in the hotel room by throwing the, you know, in their well, nobody's room. job is more on the line than his. So I'm sure he. Or hopefully, you would hope and think that he would be taking everything into consideration this week. I'm just I'm 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 diving headfirst into the myth making aspect of it because it really is like it's every time we do this, you know, Sean Lee last week, like, is he going to play? He hasn't practiced, and then he has a, his first interception in four years. Like the you know one of the most legendary games in recent Cowboys memories, Demarcus Ware. Like you thought he was dead on Sunday, and he sacked Drew Brees twice the next week. Like. I just, he's, I think he's going to play and play well. Emmett Smith had the same injury, AC joint, sprained AC joint. We did a documentary on it. Yeah. And the cold shoulder, right? Cold shoulder. Great. You can watch it on as, YouTube or our website. As Brad Sham's famous line in there, you'll never forget the day Emmett Smith ran for 160 yards, caught 10 balls for 60 more yards, and did it all with one arm. And it was because of the Cowboys' safety coach that he only had one arm. Greg Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. True story. So let's see if. Uh... I, and I know, like, I know he's got to throw the ball. I, I uh, Amari Cooper, we, I talked to him yesterday about how he's had this injury too. And he, you know, he was like, it, it hinders your ability to reach up over your head, but you can play. And I was like, yeah, but you didn't, you don't play quarterback. He's like, oh, yeah, it's totally different. But I still just. He, I just, I just think it's gonna happen. Like they're gonna, they're gonna give him something for the pain, and he's a gritty dude, and he's just gonna play and be fine. I, I firmly believe that, even if I don't have any like real information to tell me. So it's like how yesterday he was asked whether or not he was gonna use any kind of protection for his shoulder. He's like, yeah, my O line. He's like, my O line and my running (laughs) back. My O line is gonna protect me. 
That's awesome. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like, this dude was basically a running back in college, too. Like, he's used to getting the crap beaten out of him. And I promise you, he's used to playing hurt, even if it hasn't happened a lot in the pros. He's going to go out there. He's going to play. His arm's going to be, like, touching the ground. He's going to, you know, his shoulder Stop. at the end of the game. And then they're going to win the game. Jerry's going to come in and be like, I think I'm going to pay him $40 million. Like I think he's. I think he's we're just writing all these great stories. I hope half of them come to pass because it would. Our job. I'm just will saying, be, you go win the game with one arm like that and win the NFC East, and our and, job will be easy on Sunday oh, night. Oh yeah. But then it's like, what happens next? I mean, obviously he you wouldn't sit, play. You sit against Washington because you won the division, right? And the well, Cowboys go eight and eight and go into the playoffs <laughs> with a loss because their quarterback. I was didn't hoping play. he could beat. He could pass Tony Romo's record. Forty nine oh four. That's the record for most passing yards in a season. How many does he need? He's at five sixty. He needs. He five. Need, oh, he needs five sixty. Yeah, which is, oh, that's doable if doable. you play both games. But you play both games, and you know, and the weather was good, which it should be. But I don't. I don't see it happening now. No, not unless really. unless he just balls out and they lose, and then he's gonna yeah. have to. God. We have this uncanny ability to just jump like 10 days into the future. It's great. (laughs) All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I have a ton of different questions from all the fans that are sending it in. So we'll get to those once we come back. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this... the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. S. Give me an Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Back to the break. Welcome back, guys. Now we're going to answer a round of different questions. First one. Well, you know, a lot of people are still trying to figure out what made the Cowboys so successful this past weekend against the Rams? How were they able to turn it back on in all aspects of the game? Could the fact that the Cowboys decided to cut Brett Maher make or inspire some people around here to maybe 
do their job better and go out there with more energy and attack the field better. Is that that's a real question? Yes, that is a real question. No, I don't think I think I mean, I don't like not like changing kickers inspired Antoine Woods to just whip everyone's ass or inspired the offensive line to dominate one of the best defensive fronts in football. I don't think think so. I don't think so either. Well, I don't know if it's if it's that specific, but it you know maybe it's more of a just kind of showing that hey you know this is this is serious now. I mean like like even though they don't know this before, but like you know your jobs are on the line. We're we're not. This isn't okay. You know, just okay is not okay, Brett. So like they 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 (laughs) decided to make a change there. I will say this though, and I've told you this stat before. I mean. They've cut kickers five times in in the history of the organization in the middle of the year, and they've made the playoffs four times. I I, I don't buy it in this instance, and I mean Maher. It had it was like a prolonged like three four weeks of frustration and unhappiness before they finally did that. So it's not like you know it's not like Garrett was like this isn't good enough because it was good enough for yeah. like weeks and weeks. I don't know. I'm, I don't I, know and, if that's the correlation. And, and the like the. Brett Maher is not why they lost to the Bears or the Bills. They just got whooped. Yeah. I think the coaching staff had a really great offensive game plan, and the two lines really came to play. Yeah, I think if, that's if why. You win, if you win the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball, you're going to win the game. It's shocking how like football has changed so much over the years, and it's n- hardly recognizable, and the stats have changed so much. But like at the end of the day, if you win up front, on both sides of the ball, you're gonna win. Right. It could be the most spread out, pass happy game in the. It doesn't matter if you win the lines, you're gonna win. Well, you know, people are just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I find mean, little things I'm that sh- could connect to that win. It seems like that gave them a boost. And I mean, yeah, Forbath went three for three on field goals, but I think there's more to it than that. Now, why don't the Cowboys start Blake Jarwin? over Jason Witten and give him more plays due to the fact that when he is out there, he has made, he has made some pretty good plays for the Cowboys in the receiving game. Yeah, and I think the Cowboys are more worried about the, the plays you give up than the plays that you make. And I think you know when it comes to Jarwin, the one thing holding him back has been he hasn't been a complete blocker. Um, he He's not a really big guy up front. You know, I mean, he's a big, tall guy, but he's not necessarily a guy you would – you would say would would block a defensive end. Witten's not great at it anymore. I don't know if he was ever great as a blocker, but he was always great at at, at, at being good enough to get in the way and all that. And I still think he's a better blocker and an option. So when Jarwin turns the corner and becomes a complete side end, I think he'll he'll play more. I think there's I think there's two answers to that. I do think that's true. I think Jason Witten's game is a little bit more well rounded. Jarwin still has some things to work out, but I also th- I mean there's a mural of Jason Witten. Here in the building, yeah. I mean, he's one of the greatest players in franchise history. You're not gonna, you're not gonna bench him the way that you could bench somebody else. Like you could find a way to work Jarwin in there and have it work for everybody. You're not just gonna take Jason Witten's job away. You're not gonna do it. And like they signed up for that when they brought him back. They knew that. Witten even said it in the offseason. He was like, "I didn't come here yeah. to sit on the bench. I didn't come back to not be part of this." Right. And those things go hand in hand. But, I, I mean, does Jarwin? I mean, the thing that's weird to me, and, and I love Jason Witten, but. You know, we, we've said it on here. He hasn't been playing as great in the last few games. I mean, he had a great catch the other day. Yeah. But is Jarwin just outplaying him, like, completely? I think it's striking how much more dynamic Jarwin is when he gets the ball. I, it, I think it really is. And I the mean, question is, if you allow him to play more, yeah. could he be doing more and right. get into a better rhythm when he's out there on the field? Yeah. I think 
his deficiencies as a blocker uh, and and all the other small things that you have to do as a tight end, it's enough that I understand. But again, I think if all things were equal and Jason Witten was just a tight end, if Jason, if it was Jar, if it was Schultz and Jarwin and there was no Jason Witten, Jarwin would clearly be playing more. Yeah. I do think I mean his his reputation and his legacy is important. I I think that's true, but I also I think it it's not a big enough deal to where I'm like freaking out about it cuz I do think uh Witten can do some things that Jarwin can't. But I I joked about it during the game. Jarwin one of the scoring drives in the first half, Jarwin had two catches. He had like 40 like he had like yeah, two, 20 30 yards of but two it was for 40. It was all but it was all yak is my point. Yeah. And I was like I I think Jarwin might have just passed Witten for yak on the year. Um, I mean, and I'm not really kidding. I am, but I'm not. And so I I mean, Jarwin is a more dynamic guy with the ball in his hands, and I get that. He had, in my opinion, the play of the game when they were third and four back at their own nine. They're only up fourteen seven. You know, if they have to punt, the Rams are going to get it great field position. And he he went right on the right uh, sideline for twenty yards. They went and scored on that drive. I thought that was undoubtedly the the play of the game, and so uh, yeah. And, and Derek says it a lot too. He just eats up yards you know, like running the ball. Like he, he like his, his legs will go like six you know yeah. six steps and it's long strides. It's a lot like running back on on uh, honestly. Zeke is a better running back than Witten is a tight end at this stage in their careers. But like it's it's not so much that I need Jarwin to just completely replace mm-hmm. Jason Witten. I just and I don't need Tony Pollard to replace Zeke either. We just there's room for all four of those guys to be making plays. They did last week and they looked really good. Yeah, complement each other. Now we know or we teams tend to win games when they win the tur- turnover battle. Now assuming that you don't get any turnovers this weekend, what happens? Uh, what needs to happen in order to win this game? One be efficient in the red zone on offense, or two, get off the field on third down on defense. You know what's funny is, it's true, if you win the turnover battle nine out of ten times, you will win. But if your defense can't stop a nosebleed, you won't. Because the Cowboys won the turnover battle in Chicago, and it didn't matter at all. They got blown off the field because they couldn't stop anything. They gave up five consecutive scoring drives. So... Getting off the field on third down for me. Those are three options there? There's two options. Oh, One, uh, being efficient in so, the red zone on offense, and then two, getting off the field on third down on oh, defense. Oh, I thought it was turnovers. Um, no, if you don't get any if you don't turnovers. Get turnovers boy, those are, that's, a, that's a good one. It is a, that's a good question. And if you're not getting turnovers, I'd settle for keeping the, the yeah. Eagles offense off the field. Yeah, just because if if they're not getting off the field, then they're definitely scoring. And, and the red zone is tough, but at least you're getting field goal attempts and you're probably making most of them if you're in the red zone. And make you know you, I'm sure you're making most of your kicks. So that can keep you in the game. And I really think one of the Eagles' biggest keys to success is sustaining long drives and keeping their defense off the field. Because if you give the cow, even with Dak banged up, if you give the Cowboys enough chances at it, they're going to score some points. Yeah. But if the Eagles are eating up half a quarter every time they touch the ball, that's not. Well, be and good. Wh- what was the stat that you said about that? What number do they hold as far as converting on third downs? I think it was actually Nick that said yeah, that. Yeah, well, they both uh, are first and second in the league. I think the the, the Eagles are second in in uh, for in third down conversions, like forty seven percent and the Cowboys are first at 48 and a half so these are the two best teams in the league of of getting into third downs and and getting you know moving the chains and they're they're two of the worst teams on fourth down so 
for whatever reason that is, like 25%. So, anyways, we got somebody. Now, <laughs> real quick. Okay. <laughs> we got somebody knocking Somebody was trying the... to deliver coffee to us. <laughs> um, well, that's next show. Maybe Kyle will get it. Uh, oh, hanging with the boys. That is, yeah, you're right. All right. Assuming you can only pick one, which line needs to dominate the line of scrimmage to give the Cowboys the best chance to win this game? Offensive or defensive line? Can we have it be both like last uh, week? That would be dope. Um, <laughs> well, in a perfect a world, you God. want both. Would you rather run over them? I would rather win. I would rather the offensive line win because, you know, we don't know what the deal is with Dak's shoulder. We don't know how good he's going to look doing that. So if they can impose their will in the run game and make life easy on Dak, I think that gives them a really good chance. That's All a right. good answer. I don't like that. I, I can't go better than that. Offensive line to help Dak. Like Dak said, what's it, you know? I got, yeah, I got protection. My O line, my running backs. Gosh, do do you think he's going to get back into that whole hesitation state? You know, when at games he he just doesn't feel comfortable and hesitates, does this injury create more hesitation in his game? Hopefully not, because he doesn't need to be taking hits to it. So get get rid of it. Let it rip. Yeah, let it rip. (laughs) (laughs) rip it okay let's take our final break and when we come back we'll get into some of the game day predictions Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And OtterBox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce ground. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation tumblers at OtterBox.com. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this... the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Hey Cowboys Nation, this season when the Cowboys win, you get to experience the sweet taste of victory because if the Cowboys win, the next day Duncan is offering a free medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate the Cowboys success from the sidelines, head to Duncan and treat yourself to real victory because this season Cowboys fans aren't only winning on game day, they're winning the next day too with a free medium coffee. Cowboys Nation runs on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Limit one per guest. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Back to the break. Welcome, welcome back. back. Okay. Yeah. Do you have something back. to I, say for us? I do have something to read. I think tonight and tomorrow is the last two nights here for Christmas at the Star. It's a 20-minute show. Electrifies the Star with a powerful mix of game day excitement and Christmas cheer every Friday and Saturday, 6 p.m. From now through December 21st, which is tomorrow, mission and parking are free. 
For more information on the event, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Come out here, though. Really big tree, really fun stuff. Weather should be doable. Yeah, better than Philly. Better than Philly. What's the Philly forecast? It's honestly like the same, TBH. Well, speaking of weather, uh, I know we've talked about Dak a lot already, but here's one last question um, that I've seen a couple of people ask. You know, when you have uh, problems in your... Uh, bones and muscles, usually when you go to a colder temperature, uh, it tends to hurt even more. Uh, Do you uh, see this uh, becoming a factor? can tell it's going to rain because my hip's flaring up, <laughs> like that type of thing. You know, I used to laugh at that, but no, it's, it's all true. No. I, that is true. I, I joke, but it's so true. No, it's, it's very that? true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You have like an injury that... I have messed up knees. I have the back of a 60-year-old. It, it sucks. And when it rains, you... Or just like when the temperature changes, I'm just like, oh, I feel yeah. I'm all out of whack. Something must be coming this way. Um... Uh, you know, I mean, that's it's a good thought, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. Well, they how have you... all these uh, little heat pads yeah. that you stick on your body, and it keeps it warm. I don't know if that does anything to it, but I'm sure they have all kinds of equipment and yeah. tools and little things to help him. They're gonna give him some extra, extra, extra strength Tylenol at like one o'clock on Sunday, and I don't think it'll be a big deal. That's fine. One o'clock on Sunday. Great, but what about like at five o'clock? Yeah. What about in the third quarter when you're like you okay. keep you keep hinting uh, that Dak is gonna have to come out at some point I, in this I, game? I just wonder if he if he like are they gonna be able to say you don't have it today? You, you can't make this throw. You just missed Cooper again. He had it Sunday. No, I know, but. Uh, it seems worse than that. It, it seems like it's been worse. I it I mean, and like I'm not trying to make light of it because I I do think he's probably in a significant amount of pain. But it's also it's it's the week. It's no different than Sean Lee like not practicing because he wants to save his legs for the game. I mean, I feel like there's an Allen Iverson quote here. I'm talking about practice, man. <laughs> I mean, it sucks that you can't throw. I'd prefer you to throw, but be ready for practice. the game. Between between. What they can do for the pain from a medical standpoint and his own adrenaline and the fact that he's a tough SOB, I just think he'll be fine. Not great, but fine. Fine enough to pick them? To pick oh, – I'm definitely picking the Cowboys. Are you? Yeah. I said, even... I, I said I wasn't going to pick them the rest of the year. I think you did too. I don't think I said that I because – I was the one who said that. Oh. But <laughs> I've been saying – like, listen, I'm wrong all the time. This team has made us all look stupid all year. But I feel like I've been saying since like October, I was like, they're gonna screw around, yeah, and yeah. who knows what's gonna happen with all with all, all right, these well, other teams. Let's but go ahead and get into the game day predictions. Yeah, You're picks. picking the Cowboys. Give me your prediction for this game. Because the Cowboys, what I was gonna say is they're gonna take care of business at the end because that's what they do. They beat the division. It's honestly for how much parity there is in the NFL, it's shocking how good they are against the NFC East. Like Garrett is like 35 and 19 or something like that. Like. He's winning twice as many as he loses. They're 18 and 4 against the East since Dak Prescott became the starter. And one of those was a BS game that they weren't trying to win against Philly. I know they won 6 out of 7 in Philly. The only loss is that game where Mark Sanchez Garrett had to play. is 7 and 2 up there. There are they're 4 and 0 against the division this year. They went 5 and 1 against the division last year. And the Eagles are bad. And the Eagles are not good. And I know none of that has nothing to do with what happens when they take the field, but 
I just I I if they if I believe in them to do anything, I believe in them to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, and the Cowboys also tend to keep things interesting and dramatic, so it could happen where they go over there lose to the Eagles, and then you're still waiting. Are they going to make it in this last week? Can the Cowboys lose against the uh, Giants? Can the Cowboys beat the Redskins? That's another point. Another (laughs) thing that they've done with consistency is when they are given a chance to lock up the division, they usually do it. Yeah. 14 against the Colts. 16, I don't remember who they beat in 16, but they finally, they got swept by the Giants and still locked up the division early. Um... I think they beat the uh, uh, Lions, maybe. Lions yeah. or the Bucks. One and, of those well, two they, I think they beat the Bucks to lock it up last year. Yeah. Point being, they don't typically let these opportunities slip. Uh, you know, I think they'll be able to run the ball, like I keep saying. And the Wolves, I mean, I'm either going to look really smart or really dumb based on how Dak Prescott fares, because I think he's going to be fine. I think he'll play well. I think they'll be able to move the ball. Um, I think Philly's offense is limited enough that limited enough that the Cowboys can hold them to, you know, twenty four or less, which you would like to think is enough. Uh, so I just I I got them winning like thirty one twenty four. Yeah, that sounds good to me. But I, I do okay. think I think it'll be a really good game because it usually is. I know the Cowboys killed them earlier this year, and the Eagles killed them in seventeen. When Zeke and Tyron were gone, but other than that, this is always dramatic. Like they went yeah. to overtime last year. I think the the game last year at the link twenty seven twenty was one of the best games of the year that nobody talks about. Like Leighton made that great tackle. Heath broke up the pass to Ertz on fourth down, and they just and Zeke hurdled that Zeke guy. Hurdled like they again. got just enough to get out of there. I think it'll be like that. I think they'll win by six or seven. A lot of impressive things happening in that game, yeah. considering Dak's situation right I, now. I, but. I'm <laughs> telling you, this is how it okay. happens. Like we wring our hands all week about somebody's status, and then they go out there and play well. Ball out. That's what they do. Well, this, Nick, this who pre- you got? This prediction has got to be the same with my gut feeling that I write. We all write on Fridays, and you know, if you're really gonna do a gut feeling, like my gut tells me that they're gonna win, even though I'd like to pick the Eagles. Uh, I picked the Eagles to beat them. Back in October, and that one did not fare so well as as uh, for my pick. Uh, the Cowboys crushed them. I picked the Rams last week. Cowboys crushed them. So I think people would like for me to pick the Cowboys. I mean, the the, the Cowboys to lose. Oh yeah, somebody made somebody tweeted us on Sunday and was like, "We better pick them to lose against the Eagles, since all you idiots thought they were going to lose against the Rams." Okay, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. We, Different we, story we there. Know, but. We know how that how that goes. We've we've been idiots all year, you know, because uh, we've Big been facts. picking them to win games when they barely you know show up. So that that happens. We know that. But my gut tells me, like for everything Dave just said, I think the Cowboys will win. I, I do. I think they're gonna they're gonna win this game. Um, I think the Eagles just don't have enough manpower right now. They just don't have it enough. And I think for what the Cowboys did coming off of that, but. If they don't win this game, you know, it, this will be the perfect reason and example. If you need another one, this is will be why Jason Garrett isn't the coach. It's just to go out and play the way they did against the Rams and the way they come back when they really needed it against the Eagles and not win. It'll just be this is what he is. It's up, down, up, down. And they'll beat the Redskins and finish 8-8. Eight and eight and then, Which, you know, you know you can like we joke like the again the Michael Myers thing like you can kind of feel the momentum they beat the Eagles they beat the Redskins and it's like well if they go on a playoff run like could Garrett come back 
if they lose this game, they could still win the East and do all that, and I think it would not be good enough. Like, I mean, it's all set up for them to really yeah. try to build on this and make a run, and that would be an indictment of everything if they can't Because if it you done. lose this game and still make the playoffs, I mean, you're really backing into it. Very and, much so. Yeah, at 8-8. Eight and, eight. And, yep. and, you know, I, I think you have to have this game. Uh, like like you said, I think the focus is there. Uh, it, it, at least let's hope so. You know, you can block out all the noise around you, even things that aren't don't make noise. And you go out and you win games. And I think the Cowboys are going to win this game 24-16. It's a point that I hadn't thought about. I know you got to make no, your pick. But uh, Dak being hurt, does that lend an added level of focus to everybody else? Like, hey, yeah. quarterback's not right. we got to be on our stuff. Maybe. Like she said in that one question that, hey, the kicker got cut. we yeah. got to be on our game. Now that, see, the kicker doesn't impact the game enough for me to believe that, <laughs> but the quarterback touches the ball every play. So, Right. Now – I had chosen. I, I had said that I wasn't gonna pick the Cowboys to win any more games, but but. But then the week came I around. Lied, the and week came on, and then I cannot find myself picking the Eagles to win. I dislike Eagles fans so much that I, those words cannot come out of my mouth. So even though I don't have a good feeling about this game, I think the Cowboys find a way to win against. Philadelphia. Um, I don't feel super sure about Dak Prescott and his passes, but I trust that the Cowboys are able to utilize Zeke and Pollard and find that running game like they did last week and get some yards that way. But all that being said, I still don't have a good feeling about this game, but I am not picking the Eagles. So Cowboys will win. Awesome bit of, it's an awesome bit of fence riding that you're yeah, doing right there. Well, defense. it's whatever. You know what? The Cowboys come back. That's the thing. It's like, again, you just never know what kind of Cowboys you're going to get. What's right. the team that you're going to get playing on game day? And they have been so inconsistent. And on top of that, they just always find a way to keep you on the fence. It's like, do you want to jump? Or are you still holding on to the ledge? Like, they keep you there, not... You can never be comfortable with the Cowboys. Nope. And that's a problem because, God, you sweat, you laugh, you smile, you cry. It's like so many different emotions, and it's stressful. You can't be going through so many different emotions. I love how, like, I mean, you didn't really get into football until you started working here, right? Like, yeah. you've said that before. So yeah. This is all still relatively new to you, mm -hmm. but this is just a way of life for millions of us, and it's awesome and terrible all at the same time. All I don't know how time. you guys watch college football. Oh, it's pro football. I, NFL. It's even better. It's Some like people even purest, watch high school football. It's uh -uh. the purest drug there is. It's great. <sighs> it's too much. Too much. All right. Well, let's let's just get one last question in since we have like a minute left before hanging comes in here. Um, how do you expect? The Cowboys to be utilizing Zeke and Pollard in this game. Well, with, we've been talking about that shoulder injury for Dak. I think you hand the ball to Zeke, and then they hand the ball to Pollard, and then you might hand the ball to Zeke and Pollard, and then Pollard throws it to Zeke. I mean, I think that you might even see – I'm not saying there will be a halfback pass or anything like that, but I'm just saying get them all involved. Get both of the those guys going. Uh, I, I would say this is the game that you bring out everything you've got. 
They're so, and they're, I mean, uh, that's, uh, yes, 100%, but they're so useful as receivers. And often this season, they haven't utilized either one of them enough or correctly, in my opinion. They did a, they did a great job of it last week. I mean, screens, that seems to go without saying. Pollard can be so useful as a receiver within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Dial it up, Kellen. Pull those plays out. Do you see a Tavon Austin making any flashy plays again? Yeah. The law of averages says no. Like <laughs> Don't he's, try. He's good for one like every month, but he just hit his last week. So. And that was it. <laughs> he met his quota. I mean, I, I hope so. That would be fun. He's fun to watch. He's so fast. I would, would lean toward no just because it just happened. All right. Well, anything else that you guys want to add before yeah. we close? No? That's it? I, I think I'm good. All right. Go win this game because you need it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. For Nick Inman, David Hellman, and Member Garcia, this has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?